Hi, everyone. My name is Wanda Thomas, and welcome to the Lattes and Lenses podcast. Um, today, we have Tamara Zantel of Raising a Mogul. Um, many of you know I love business. I love business just as much as I love photography. Um, and as a mom of two fantastic children who... Um, who I'm grooming to start their own businesses, uh, Tamara is right up my alley. Uh, I'm not gonna, no spoilers here. I'm gonna let her. <laughs> I'm gonna let her tell, every, spill the beans on her on what she does and, and why she does it. But um, you, I think you are going to love this this episode just as much as I do. Um, I have no idea what episode number this is, and at this point. We're just going to like bypass all of that. You'll see it in the show notes. What you will also see in the show notes to. Um, following is a link to tomorrow's website upcoming events that she has going on which you i'm excited about um and i know you will be as well um and just all of the goodness that she has going on within her business okay um tamara take it away give us a brief introduction about who and what you are and then just why you do it Absolutely. So as you said, my name is Tamar. First of all, thank you for this opportunity. I'm excited to be here and to um, share my platform uh, with your listeners and your viewers. So thank you for that. Um, Tamara Zantel, I'm the CEO and founder of Raising a Mogul. Raising a Mogul is a um, brand management and consultant firm where we work with the parent manager. So parents that are raising superstar children, thought leaders, world changers, biz kids, if you will, um, that are really on a mission to uh, destroy the status quo when it comes to um, the ideology that kids have to wait until they graduate from high school or college in order to dominate. So I, we work with those parents, giving them the confidence, the knowledge, and the tools that they need to support their children to uh, do better with their business, to actually profit from their business, and really just launch into the world without all the fear, the confusion, and all the red tape that typically um, holds you back when you're not really sure what direction you're going in, or you're, you're just not, you're not privy to actually uh, business processes. Okay. Um, so... My first question is this, what, is, what age range do you typically work with when it comes to kids? Um, and I ask because we live in a time right now where kids, can, kids are entrepreneurs um, at very early ages. Some kids are eight and nine, some kids are 15 and 16. So typically what age ranges do you work with? Okay, so in our Raising a Mogul community, which we have a free online community on, on Facebook, and I, I want to say we have uh, parents in that community that, are, that have kids that are months old, that are act actually models. Okay. So we work with those parents as well because they're, you know, looking to figure out how to get exposure for their children, looking how to, to um, you know, for information on reading contracts and all those kind of things. But the kids that are actually up and doing speaking engagements and actually engaging with an audience on their own, I would say I believe the youngest we have right now is five. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, so when a parent comes, comes to you and says, Tamara, I need, I, I don't know what to do. Um, and I don't want you to give away the farm because I, you know, <laughs> but typically like when they approach you and say, I need help, what is, what's their next step or where have they, what has, what has typically been their past experience prior to coming to you? Okay. So that's a real situation because it happens almost daily. <laughs> uh, the first thing I do is, is I advise them to join the Raising a Mogul community. 
Okay. Because in that community, that's where um, you really have your first, I, you know, your first um, touch experience with myself and also uh, my business partner, Tashanta, where we actually, we do weekly uh, lunch and learns and we talk to the parents oh. about identifying whether or not that thing that your child has can actually be a thing. Um, so the conversation starts with join the community, get to know us, learn, you know, immerse yourself in this environment where other parents are dealing with the same things that you're dealing with. And there are other parents that have these amazing kids, just like your amazing child. So that just kind of eases your, um, the parents' anxiety. It, uh, makes them less anxious to, um, just, let's just go. And I don't know what I'm doing. We don't have a plan, but we just want to start. Um, and then it, it also, um, prevents them from wasting resources. And by wasting resources, I mean, you know, investing in a program or a coach or, you know, mm-hmm. exposing the child and connecting their child to somebody that's not like-minded or that might not have their best interests at hand. So that's the first thing. And then the next thing um, is I, you know, I offer a console free consultations where we'll just jump on a call and it starts like, okay, who is your child and what do they want to do? So it's identifying whether or not this thing that you're telling me is a thing, is it something that your child is actually really passionate about? Or is it something that you're passionate about that you think your child would be great at? There's a whole desk of two, to, to, two totally different <laughs> conversations. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm really big on starting with the foundation, having that good, clear conversation as a family. Um, and if nothing else, with one parent and the child, the mentor and the child, the grandparent and the child, just to be clear about whether or not we're all as, we're together in this, and we're really um, ready for all that's involved when it comes to uh, doing real business with our children. Okay. That, and, and I like that because I, as a photographer, I hear a lot of times, oh, I want to get headshots for my child I need, because I want to send them to a modeling agency. Or they're, they're so cute, they would, they would be great in, in this or that. And I'm thinking, and right away you can tell, is it the – because – because I've been in the people business, I can tell, well, looking at you and looking at your child, this is more of the mom or dad dream. Mm-hmm. And and sometimes I feel bad for the child, quite honestly, because you can see the kid just wants to read a book. They don't want to be in the forefront of, of they don't want all of the attention. So I, I like how you have that streamlined. Let's talk about this. Let's see whose vision is this and, and trying to um, decipher which way to go. And Absolutely. have that talk. Um, it's very important. Yeah, and I also like how you when you said um, let's not waste resources because you know many people will sit here and they go from you know well that's a two part question because a lot of times people will go from coach to coach waiting to looking for the answer mm-hmm. and not realizing that um, you have to you know just lay the groundwork and sometimes the answer is no this is not right for you. And it's not right for your family just because it's time the child is into something else or like, again, it's the parent's wish and not the child. So I absolutely like that. It's important for parents to understand that or for, you know, many of us to understand that what when it comes to kids in business is no different than your child wanting to be a football player or wanting to be a dancer or or your child wants wanting to be a photographer because mom's a photographer. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean because it's, it's your passion or it's something that you do that it's obviously, you know, obviously the right choice for your child. Or if we as parents, you know, because a lot of us tend to parent with ego, we assume that because it was right for me or I didn't get my shot or I uh, laid aside my dreams and my passion so I could bring you into the world and give you this amazing life that now you have to do what I didn't do. (laughs) How dare you? How dare you? 
Yes. It and happens. I, it and I like happens. that phrase, parent with ego. I like that. Um, <laughs> because I don't think a lot of people, a lot of parents realize that that's what they're doing. They just think that they're going to give their child the opportunity they didn't have. And that means you're going to be a football player, a basketball player, or a model, or an actress, or a singer. And no, the kid just wants to be a librarian. And there's nothing wrong with that. Exactly. You know, uh, conversation and they're actually really um, easy, simple things that we can do in our parenting to to discover what it is our child is really gifted at, what our child is really passionate about. But we have to lay aside ourselves every now and then or just pay attention enough to actually discover those things. Right. Um, And I I, I love it. I really and as a parent. you know, I, and just a little bit of a sidebar, I was in a meeting yesterday with my, the principal of my children's school, and we were discussing social media and children. And we're, my husband and I are the type of parents that, my, my oldest is 10, and she's had a phone in hand for about two years now. And we teach her, we teach them so slowly how to, how to navigate the world of social media, because it's not something that we believe you learn at 16. You learn this slowly with, your, with the guidance of your parents, with asking questions and how to do this, and with rules. And I think that's the same thing. Like when you understand it, you know how to, you, you understand it, but you have to work at it together. So, um, yes, I love that. Okay. Um, one of our questions was, what's an amazing experience you've had personally and professionally? Um, you... You stated, if I could share your, your answer, if you don't mind, um, you helping your daughter turn her kitchen table hobby into an international brand and retiring from corporate. Um, so explain that, elaborate, because I think this kind of brings the full, brings full circle what you do and gives parents and, and, and the audience um, a more solid uh, understanding of what you do. Absolutely. Absolutely. So my daughter, Zandra, uh, she started her plant-based skincare line when she was just nine years old. So 2009, she, you know, had this amazing idea that she wanted to uh, make her own lip balm. And I, and, and it would all came from a no from her father. Her father told her that he was done buying it. She had been asking for day after day and weeks. And finally he was like, you know what? I think you need to make your own. And she decided that that was what her new mission in life was going to be. She was going to learn how to make her own lip balm. Uh, soon I, I, I discovered that what she was doing, you know, YouTube was just now in my house anyways, becoming a thing. And it was still kind of scary because it was the World Wide web and kids just didn't get on YouTube and just look for things. Right. Um, so... I'm so sorry. No, 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 that's fine. Like I said, pre-show, we embrace the mess. It's fine. Uh, So uh, once I discovered what she was doing, she made it clear to me that this is something that she was determined to do. So I uh, did some research online. I found a way that we could buy a kit. And I ordered a kit, a lip balm making kit, where you could make, I think, six or 12 lip balms in different flavors. We got the kit in the mail, and I'm thinking, you know, this is going to be a great weekend, mommy-daughter weekend project. And little did I know, making that first bubblegum lip balm has turned into what is now a million-dollar brand. And she's wow. 18 years old. Mm-hmm. What's yeah. the name of the brand, if you don't mind me asking? Zandra. Her name is Zandra Cunningham, and the brand is Zandra, Z-A-N-D-R-A. Okay, I'm going to have to check that out. I think that's fantastic. Um, and she's been... Excuse me, 15 years ago now, huh? Or eight years ago. Oh, yeah, eight years ago. Mm-hmm. 2009. 
Yeah. So it's been, we've been going strong for eight years. It has not been, I will not even give anybody the idea that it has been an easy eight years. Um, and one of the reasons it, it, it was a struggle um, was because of the idea that she was just a kid. There was a lot of kicking down doors, a lot of leaping and, and pounding and begging and just putting her in position for greatness. And it wasn't really accepted. You know, 2009, 2010, there were a few kids out there that were doing some amazing things that, you know, maybe a couple articles that you were able to, were able to Google, a couple news features, but nothing like it is today. Now there's a hashtag for Kidpreneur, Teampreneur. Yes. It, was, it was like, what? That's weird. Um, right. So, I mean, I still have emails that inspire me from the no's that we got. Uh, it, it was just simple no's. Not can she get on the shelves of Target no's, but like can we come to your art and craft show. Can she vend at your fair, you know, your community, um, you know, summer fair or whatever, you know? And it was like, well, what she does is cute, but we're reserving spots for real artisans, you know? Wow. And so she was yeah. So it was a lot of letdown and she was very, very serious about what she wanted to do. And as soon as I realized that this was something that she wasn't going to let go of, it wasn't a fad. It wasn't, um, you know, just a fly by night thing that she, she liked the idea of just giving away the lip balm. Uh, Cause once she started getting paid for them, that's when it was like, wait a minute, I, this is what I'm gonna do with the money. And she just had a whole plan. So it was my responsibility. I took on the responsibility rather to do everything in my power to support her and uplift her and position her for, for huge success. Okay. And that included um, making sure that she, um, had every opportunity that I could afford her to be in the room with other indie makers that were on the level in which she wanted to be on. That was the biggest, that was the biggest game changer for us. And, um, and that meant once again, lots of emails, lots of no's, lots of tears because you know, a lot of the conferences, soap making conferences. Um, so her, her skincare. So what she does is skincare. So she had to learn how to be a certified soap maker. That's unheard of when you're 11. Nobody's right. going to certify you for anything. Like she wasn't even allowed to go to a lot of the conferences because she wasn't 18. So once we established the business enough um, and we had enough like brand credibility, we were, I was able to um, massage her way, my, our way into conferences. And I was like, listen, we'll pay the fee, you know, six, $700 for her to fly to Arizona to sit with the, some of the best soap makers or lotion makers or just chemical, you know, right. um, formulators out there. We had to, we had, we were determined to do it. And, and that's what transitioned um, her from being a, a young lady with a, a really cool and cute hobby to an actual businesswoman, um, a business, a young lady in business that was, will, that was willing and, and actually, actually was going to go to the next level. So as a, as a mom, when and I, I'm, I'm listening to the story and you, you said it took you when you realized that she was serious about this, how far into the process did you realize it? Was it when she started making money prior? Was she not making money and she was just determined? She just had that mindset about this is what I want to do and I'm not going to take no for an answer. When did you what was that, that shift? So it was a combination of things. It was the idea that, so once with the first batch of the, the lip balm, the bubblegum lip balm, someone did, you know, after we made more the next weekend and she was bringing it to church and one lady gave her a dollar. She was like, oh, I want to do, I want to make money. Where else can I sell it? So then it was like, okay, 
let's look and see if this, then we started looking for vending events, like somebody else might like it. But then it also came with like, we can't just sell this because it's not very good, honestly. We need to learn how to make it better. So it was, okay. it was still in my mind, a mommy daughter hobby. Let's just try to figure out how we can make it better to where we even like it, you know, where okay. we're not ashamed to use it, you know? Yeah. So, and then once we, then we started, it just grew. It was like, we ordered like a half a pound of shea butter and a half a pound of cocoa butter. You know, we placed a $50 order of raw materials so we can learn how to formulate. Then that turned into us getting big boxes in the dining room. And then we took over the kitchen. And then it was like, my husband was like, y'all got to go. <laughs> but just really her persistence. The answer okay. to your question is her persistence. She kept showing up with the, more questions, more inquisitive. She just followed her YouTube followers. She used to follow uh, the Soap Queen, who is actually, she's had the pleasure to meet. And mm. they, uh, she's written blogs about Xandra. And it, it's like one of her, like uh, other little kids are following, music, you know, TV stars or, you know, music people. Or that's who they're obsessed with. My daughter was obsessed with the soap maker, you know. Wow. <laughs> So those were the signs. <laughs> okay. Um, and that, that's, an, first of all, that's a truly amazing story. That I mean, yeah. <laughs> I love that. Okay. So she had some persistence. She, she had the determination and she went from there and she just didn't give up. I love it. Um, I, I mean, I'm sitting here getting goosebumps listening to it. <laughs> uh, okay. So I, I'm, I'm just trying to digest all of that because it's, it's a lot and it's amazing. Um, okay. Thank you. Thank it, you. It is. It's inspiring because a lot of kids, I mean, I guess you see it now because you, you can see it. It's more open now, um, in the times that we're in because kids have been given that permission. I mean, yes. I children mm -hmm. like your, you know, your daughter and others like her, uh, uh, while there weren't as many, they were kind of laying the groundwork, the foundation for the kids today as well to say, yes, I can do this. I, I, I can give myself permission to want something. Um, and I guess my husband and I were just talking about this, like, you know, there is a certain level of income that you're allowed to generate and profit revenue that you're allowed to have. Um, even as an adult, like, you, you know, you can't just walk around with hundreds of dollars in your pocket without being questioned if you're ever pulled over. So as a child, right. that's the same, it's the same thing. Like you, you're up against how much money you can make as an 11 year old without having the IRS question you and you know, things like that, you know, that's why you have working papers. Um, yeah, I mean, exactly. Labor laws, they have child labor, labor laws, laws. Yeah, all that. You know, so if there are labor laws for working, like maybe at a fast food or a water ice stand, what are the laws that, you know, govern entrepreneurship and 1099s you know with what your daughter was doing i guess that's other those are maybe other obstacles that you came up against when she started generating actual revenue and income yes so, yeah yeah so we did we, we did have numbers but i would you know can you touch on that after oh absolutely Absolutely. So we did run up against, um, you know, some issues when it came to, I mean, you know, as she matured, she's obviously a little bit more mature than the average, you know, 13, 14, 15, 16 year old. So she couldn't even open a bank account that didn't have our, you know, that didn't have our name on it. You wow. know, um, she technically wasn't even allowed to be on a lot of the corporation papers. We had to be very careful in order for us to establish not only her found her uh, nonprofit foundation, um, but also the, the corporation itself um, so that we can, um, you know, make sure that if something was to happen to me, you know, it was clear to the world that this company is being run by Zandra. 
that this is her company. She is the CEO. Yes, it's, it has become, it has uh, morphed into, it kind of morphed into a family business, especially since I retired from my corporate job, but she's the CEO and we needed to make that clear. So we did that with, um, um, you know, like when we dealt with other um, partners, like memorandums of understanding, we made sure that our corporate doctors uh, documents and our uh, membership agreements and organizational structure was in, it was solid. But she's um, has become a really seasoned um, pitcher when it comes to pitching for money and for funding for the business, which is amazing. I just don't know how she does what she does, but she's won um, some significant amounts of money. And that's where the age really came into play because we've had to actually set up bank accounts depending on what um, state we were in. So I know, for example, we were in California when she was 16 and uh, we had to open a bank account by California state law because they have that, I can't think of what it's called, but that law that like Gary Komen law. So like your kid, your child, the parents can't take the, the kid's money. Right. So it has to go into a trust and then you, we have to sign off on it. So it's in her name. So that my husband or myself or no one else can access it except for her, you know. Okay. So there was some money that she actually had set aside that she could even touch until she ate, she turned eighteen. Um, but there was just you know so that way if she needed to sue us, she still had rights too, you know. Okay. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so there was a lot that we had to put into place and make sure that we had she had accounts and wherever she won. So if she won twenty thousand dollars in a pitch competition in in California, she had a federal account there. So that way that money was protected and safeguarded from even us. Okay. Okay. Um, she has a nonprofit aside from the regular business. Yes. Mm -hmm. Oh, well, I, like I, like I said, I don't want this to turn into a two hour show. <laughs> Can you touch on that? Because like I said, the, I mean, I want your daughter now. So, <laughs> so, she, <laughs> so do tell about the nonprofit. Okay. So the nonprofit is the Xander TLC foundation. Um, and the initiative. So first it, it all stemmed from, from the Zandra brand. So the Zandra, the products, you know, I, I don't know if you guys go, you know, go, go check out our website. You have a chance to see them, but you'll, there, it's all about inspiration, motivation. It's a real girl powered inspired brand. Um, and that stems from once we rebranded the company in 2014, relaunched in 2015, it relaunched as this social good company. So okay. a part of the social good philanthropy, that whole leg of the company, um, the, what she gives back to, what she supports is girls' education. So she's very, um, she's an advocate for girls' education and she's very serious about the fact that girls, um, you know, all over the country, all over the world rather, excuse me, are being um, denied education. They don't have the same rights of, as boys or men, you know, they're making less money and asked to do more work. Or it's just, there's just this inequality that we all know about. So that's a big, um, you know, factor when it comes to the Zandra brand. So the so from that philanthropy that we were doing, we were just giving up to ten percent of all proceeds of the Zandra product to uh, girls' education initiatives, just any kind of girl STEAM-based, education-based, entrepreneurial-based programming across the world that she felt comfortable with. So she was attached to the Girls Rising, the Girl Rising initiative. Um, she's done uh, a partnership with Girl Up in the United Nations for girls to support of girls education and so it was it just made sense the next you know as we evolved and scaled up for the next thing to do was to start her own nonprofit and so that's a Zandra uh, TLC foundation where all the philanthropy comes into play so what the foundation does is, is it creates opportunities across the the nation for girls to be exposed to 
all different kinds of um, educational career, STEAM-based entrepreneurship, and really everything that they can't, they're, they're not being told that they can do. The idea is it's more than just, you know, I want to be a hairstylist, I want to be a lawyer, I want to be a doctor. That's great. But did you know about these other 55,000 things that are, that are available to you? You know, so um, it started as a day of the girl, which we have locally here in Buffalo. Okay. Where it's a, it's a huge day where we bring in, I, the last one we had, um, it grows every year. So we usually between the 200 and 400 girls, we bring them, um, usually we partner with a science museum or another local organization, and they come in for a whole day. We give them breakfast, we give them lunch, they get t-shirts, they get swag bags, and they are exposed to every single opportunity in the community that themselves and their families can um, take advantage of at no cost to them. So wow. the whole day is sponsored by Zandra. Um, they learn African dance, Egyptian dance. They can get their hair done, their nails done. They can learn from other woodworker, uh, female woodworkers, female uh, metalsmiths, female lawyers, doctors, judges, um, you know, any, anything you can think of. We bring all the creativity into one room so they can just sit and enjoy experiments you know, take a science class, learn how to make slime, learn how to, you know, perfect their speaking, talk about writing a book if that's what they want to do, learn how to make a salad or a yogurt parfait, whatever it is, um, that's what the day is. And now this year we'll be traveling to di 10 different cities. It's going to go on tour. And in addition to that, we push into the school systems and we travel all over the country as well, teaching um, a program called The Science Behind It, where she teaches other kids how to formulate their own skincare and also take an idea and bring it to market. So it's a STEAM based and entrepreneurship based uh, programming, which is all comes under the Xandra Foundation. I love this. Like I said, I'm getting goosebumps. <laughs> it's amazing. Okay, I love it. Um, and okay, so the, this, this is so much information that I love. I, I love what you do, first of all, to prepare parents, um, to teach parents to figure out what is right and wrong for the, not wrong, I don't want to use that word, um, to figure out what's the best use of their resources and how to figure out what is, what their, what their child needs business-wise, if it's the right move for their child, whether, whether or not they should wait, um, and just how to figure out, if it's figure outable, if their child should be an entrepreneur and a mogul. Um, I love that. Like you said, we don't want to parent with ego. <laughs> I had to write that down because I, I do love that phrase. Um, parent with ego and make sure that the goal that you are trying to achieve is, is just the right one for your child. Make sure right. you're doing the right mm -hmm. tree. Um, <clears throat> and then just providing the right resources to make sure that the business and the goal that you're trying to achieve is in alignment. You have the right financial resources. You have the right, the right network, the right team to make this work. I, 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 that's, that in and of itself is, is fantastic because, Thank you. you know, even as a, as a business owner myself, when I started, I had no idea what I was doing. I came from the nonprofit world and I'm thinking, start a business. I was like, I Googled it, how to start a photography business. <laughs> and, <laughs> um, and I bet you now you can find it. Now uh, you yeah. probably can find it. <laughs> right. Um, and this was, my son is eight. So this was about seven years ago that I did this. Um, and I had no idea how to even use the internet because I always worked for someone. I always had a corporate job. So starting yeah. being an entrepreneur, this resonates, like I said in our pre-interview, this resonates with me because I had no, no network. I had no idea what a network was outside of the office I worked for. So I, this, this makes sense to me. This is, 
something that I can I can support. I can I would love to share this. I'm, this is why you're here because I believe people need this. Um, I, I really appreciate that, and it's important for parents to also understand that even if you're child it's not a business or it's not um a passion that can it, you know that you can monetize you know right now it could it could be anything it literally could be my child is gifted in math my child is gifted in science my child you know does really well at cutting the lawn whatever you know it's it's just our responsibility to figure out what that is and nurture it and own it and be right. okay with it you know right. as opposed to putting on this extra pressure on when it comes to as they grow and they mature what we do as parents is we compare we right. compare right. like oh my daughter's nine your daughter's nine but my daughter's not doing that your daughter right. does what you know yeah. even when they're babies it's like your daughter's already talking she started walking when then we feel like we're not doing it right because right. we're not embracing their differences. You know what I mean? So it's, I feel like we put a lot of stress on ourselves when it comes to our kids and what the expectation is, as opposed to just really just leaning in and paying attention to who they are and they'll tell us what they want. Or what yeah. they're in what, what, <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah, they will. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, and we're going to wrap this up, but I want, to, I want you to share with us your upcoming events. Okay, so I'm super excited to share that the Raising a Mogul Family Business Summit will be taking place uh, this June 2019, June 13th through 16th, and it's going to be in Atlanta, Georgia. It's going to be amazing. So this will be the first time that we'll be bringing the Raising a Mogul community together, um, even those that don't even know about us yet, all of you that are listening, that you will join our community. We're hoping to bring it for it to be the number one parent manager and family business working summit. And by that, I mean, this will not be a conference or a, um, anything like you've seen before, whereas you kind of sit in your seat and you listen, you might take a couple notes, you get all inspired, you high five each other and you go home and you're like, now what? No, this is a summit where you'll learn about PR and media. You'll learn how to, and you will write press releases. You'll learn about scheduling social media. You'll learn how to increase engagement on social media, and you'll actually schedule your posts. You'll learn about government contracts and, 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 con and, and how to initiate a contract and community partnerships, and the kids will get speaking training, and the parents will get, you know, just, it's just uh, uh, the way we're structuring it, we're really listening to our community, and we're building everything they're asking for into a jam-packed working weekend so that the family can come and really scale and really say, you know what, we have what we need to get at least to the next level. Because I feel like a lot of us, we're missing that. We're flailing around, we're Googling stuff, and nobody's really saying what to do next. So okay. the Raising a Mogul Family Business Summit is all about what to do next. It's about networking. It's about building that, that hub, that safe place that I didn't have in 2009. I would have given anything to be in a room full of other people just like me. And Xandra would have given anything to be in a, in a room full of other kids just like her. So if you can't find it, you create it. <laughs> I, I'm right there with you. Like I said, my, I started my business in 2000, yeah, 2010. And it was, there was, I didn't have that. I, I just didn't. So I, I love this idea. This is fantastic. Um, so it's to, it's June, 2000, uh, June 13th to 16th, Atlanta, Georgia. Um, we will include all of this information in the show notes along with links to Tamara, Tamara's correct. Tamara's, uh, <laughs> to all of her social outlets, her website, where you can book a free consultation. If you want to, if you have an idea that you're trying to figure out, if it's um, 
if it's viable, if it's something you want to do, she will be more than happy to assist you with that via the free consultation. Um, and if it is, you can figure out the next step and she will guide you through that. And um, I'm assuming if it is, you will assist them in getting the next step and join Absolutely. the Facebook group. Correct? Absolutely. Yes. Yes. I would be my pleasure. Fantastic. <laughs> All right, everyone. That is it for today. Thank you, Tamara, and have a great day. You will Thank find you so all much. of this um, in the next week, and then you, you will love this. Thank you very much. Have a great day. Hold on one second. Yeah.